Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to DL Uncut. Our next guest is the CEO of the New Georgia Project and the New Georgia Project Action Fund. Please welcome Insei Ufot. Bonjour. Man. Bonjour. <laughs> hey, speak American, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, because that's all I got. Como that's all I can say. I'm so glad you're a beautiful, bright, educated woman because with that name, and I had, if that was on a name Insane. tag, I would never be able to say that. Bonjour. That's crazy. Um, it's beautiful. I was born in Nigeria, but yeah. I'm. I'm SWAT's bread. Now, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Why is Georgia, uh, uh, there, there have been over 300 uh, uh, voter suppressive measures that are voters, uh, that uh, akin to voter, equivalent to voter suppression. Why is Georgia ground zero for, or the poster child for voter suppression? I think because we don't suffer in silence. Um, one. And so when we see these attacks on our community, um, you know, we have built an organizing culture uh, where we are leveraging press, uh, the courts, uh, and anyone who will listen to stop it, A. Um, and I also think that B, um, so people need to understand that uh, Georgia is going to be the first state in the deep south with a white minority. I mean, you got Texas, you have California, um, but Georgia is at A in the Deep South, and it's different because, um, you know, political scientists and demographers are referring to it as the reversal of the Great Migration. So people so, are coming mm. back, right? Black people, right? Are coming. Well, uh, black and brown people, a lot of a lot of a lot of brown people. So yes, but unlike other states, the demographic shifts that are happening in Georgia are being driven by black folks from the North and the Midwest right. moving back. South. Right. And and also job opportunities, and also it's because they're not coming unless corporations are coming there too to employ them, right? It's, not, it's just, that. and one of the things I thought you did was so deft is I've never seen corporations. Um, <laughs> it's it's a pro- pro- funny because uh, forever the right wanted corporations and listed corporations. Some of the things they've been able to accomplish, they they uh, accomplished because of corporations. But now they're angry at corporations for saying, hey, 
That's <laughs> this is too much. Why are you involved? Because right. we've always well, been involved. That's part of the strategy, right? Excellent. Is that we are we drawn a line in the sand. Um, which side are you on? That they've tried to frame this as a partisan battle or a partisan fight, but this is about democracy. Uh, this is about the country that we're trying to build and who gets to say uh, how we spend our money. Mm. Um, and again, black people are not going to be silent um, and people of color uh, are not going to be silent that there's this multiracial, multiethnic, uh, multilingual majority uh, that is coming to this country and it's coming quickly. Um, and so- the- Which is usually a bad thing, but now. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that be a great thing, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting to me, and what I think, the reason I think uh, that you're uh, the, the kind of kind of flashpoint uh, for voter suppression is because you won. You won against all odds. It doesn't make a difference if you make a valiant effort. That's been done before. No one's ever won. Like when people say, oh, uh, Biden won Georgia, he won Atlanta. <laughs> like, like, like he did. He won. And I'm not saying he didn't win other places, but without right. that, he doesn't win. And he won because so many people are coming there with all their ideas. And he won because uh, you all have managed to do something that I've never seen. And, and I'm not quite sure anybody's seen at, in, in modern civilization, but particularly American history, is that the people who were counted off less than, who we were, we were raping and maligning and castigating, formed a way, not, not like... Not like Nat Turner in a way that we're, we're going to be violated or bellicose, which had his obviously had his merit or had his his his, 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 his idea, and I can see a perspective for that. But you went, you know what? We're going to use the rules to win. Um, I think a lot of that um, is can be contributed to my sister uh, Stacey Abrams, um, but beyond that. Um, there is a sophistication um, that is sort of uh, running through the community organizers and the political organizers that are working here in the South, that voter suppression and Jim Crow and white supremacy have gotten more sophisticated. Um, They sometimes appear uh, race neutral on their face. And there are a bunch of organizers running around Georgia who are meeting that sophistication with sophistication. And that's why, in addition to filing a lawsuit, uh, talking to anybody who will listen to us, you know, we also have out-organized the Chamber of Commerce. We have almost a thousand CEOs of the Fortune 500 plus uh, who, again, have decided have picked a side uh and it is not with the chamber of commerce that it's with the democracy and with the people you, you, i love it i, I love disagree it. with one thing you said i don't Go think uh white supremacy is sophisticated i don't think i think it's insistent and i think if you want to see white supremacy versus where you're going and i, I you know in in a nutshell or an old way of doing things and and you I, watching uh senator kennedy and Stacey Abrams showed you <laughs> that they underestimate you and are outmatched at the same time. Like you can't, like in in in, 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 a, in a gun battle, this dude came with a, a toothpick. And I think <laughs> the thing that's interesting to me is to is to constantly be underestimated and right. still to perform. But the problem now is now you're not over underestimated. Right. Now it's going to be a fight a where fight. they meet you with all the things that they have in their availability. So now, all things being equal, 
uh, and still having this whole backdrop of what's going on, how do you th- how do you encourage people who who saw that they won and saw that it, it worked? Now that the rules are changing, to not get frustrated and go, they always find a way to win. Right. Um, well, let me say this uh, in response to your earlier comment that it's not that white supremacy has gotten more sophisticated. I think it is that the ways that it is expressed in public policy has gotten more sophisticated. So for example, the anti-voting bill that was passed in Georgia, right? So instead of saying basically we don't want uh, black folks to vote, um, they will limit the number of drop boxes uh, from what we saw in 2020, which was one drop box for every three to 5,000 voters. And now no county in Georgia can have more than one drop box for every 100,000 voters. So that's a, a direct attack on Atlanta and Savannah uh, and places where there are millions of Georgia voters who happen to be people of color. And so instead of just straight up saying we don't want niggas to vote, um, <laughs> they are, uh, you know, again, the race neutral uh, ways that the bills are written. And so it makes you think like, no, I, I, no, I think, no, I think they've always used tactics like that before, no matter what they call them. They've always used tactics like that before, but only people who want, who are inclined to hear that as neutral don't. There's, there's no neutrality. Either you're for democracy or you're not. It's really simple. Either right. you're for every person. To, to really, the clearest way to be able to do it is to say, we, we're going to abolish the electoral college and everybody can vote and then whatever. But but they, they, they these slice of hand that are really more naked, uh, they're not even dog whistling, they're straight out barking, so it's not. But I think that my point is is really, I was amazed at what, I, I, I give you credit because I don't know that I have ever seen or that historically anybody has ever seen what you were able to accomplish. And it is, and and so this time, they will not take you for granted. This time, they are going to come in different ways. So this time, it's not just about, but everybody can, can get knocked out by the punch that, see, that, that they don't see coming. But they will. And, and so uh, there is always this fatalism that's associated with us where we kind of go, oh, well, uh, now we can't win. How do you tell people that all is not lost and that we're going to do things to, to mitigate what they've done and give them a sense of, uh, of hope and purpose? So I will say this, Um, the way that we train our organizers is that you have twice as many ears as you do mouths and that it is their number one job to listen, uh, to listen to folks because people will tell you what their hopes are, what their fears are for themselves, for their families and for their community. And so we work uh, to do what we call issue identification. So like you say, you're an environmental voter, right? You are an education voter. You are a police reform voter. These are things that clearly uh, are important to you. And we work to connect the act of voting with the change that they want to see. And we take the moment, we take the time to sort of build on the wins, right? That we don't lie about the power of the vote. We don't, you know, frame it as some magic wand. We talk about it as a tool that people can use to bring about the change that they told us Mm -hmm. they want to see. Well, what right? about the so, people who say that, that there is no power in voting? Because there are still a lot of those people on social media, especially, who are still saying that, you know, your vote really doesn't count. You just, they, yeah. They're tricking you. That's all, you know, it's brainwash. Your, your vote really doesn't mean anything. I mean, listen, we talk to the woke caucus every day. And what we say um, is, okay, 
that's fine. Um, that if voting is not the tool that you want to use to bring about the change that you want to see, what is it, right? Because we believe in direct action. So when folks were out uh, in Atlanta uh, at the CNN Center protesting the murder of George Floyd and then Breonna Taylor, and then they might as well stay there. They might as well just, it's just they should pitch a tent and live there. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> um, but you know. You are out here. You done made a sign. You done put on your dirty J's uh, just in case they get scuffed. You done wrote uh, your lawyer's number on the back of your hand just in case you get arrested. So you clearly, you came out in the middle of a pandemic uh, to protest. So this obviously matters to you, and I hear you. So if it's not voting, right, what is it that you are willing to do to bring about the change? You're using you a secret weapon, the fucking truth. Who was ready for that? <laughs> no one's ready for that. But you know what's interesting? to you to me all those people who are protesting are protesting for political relief because political relief becomes legislation so you're not just protesting just to protest you're not hoping right. for people to have a come to jesus moment you're having for, hoping for them to have a legislative moment that, resi that, that results in action I'll, I'll say this to you um i've seen a lot and i ain't seen much like you and y'all are wrong niggas to fuck with. I tell you that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do it. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I know that I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> wow. What a pleasure, darling. There she is. Uh, I ain't going to bet against you. Earphones. Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, I would be remiss if I didn't get a chance to say that you are by far one of my favorite comedians, one of my favorite thought leaders, uh, and I'm so grateful that you exist uh, out in the world. I have been a fan for a very long time, um, and I love the idea that there are platforms that can amplify uh, like the stories from the field about what's actually happening and how folks are resisting and pushing back and are organizing and building the country that our families deserve to live in. So You're amazing. You. You're and, amazing. And you didn't just do, listen, I've watched people fight. I have my whole life. My father used to say, you ain't got to fight. You ain't got to win, but you got you, you to gotta show up. You right. fought and won. And that is a very devastating combination. I, I think uh, I tell jokes for a living. You make lies better. And that's a whole lot. That's a, that's a big difference. Thank you so much. Thank you. Welcome back to DL Hughley Uncut. Time to find out what you need to know with Sybil Wilkes. Hello, baby. Hey, girl. Hello. It's been I a while. It's been a while. It's I good love to that see. pink. That's gorgeous. Thank you. You're looking all sun-kissed and everything. You know, a little kiss ain't never hurt nobody. Yeah, I'm well, to tell it to Harvey Weinstein. Okay, don't stop me if you've heard this, but this next year is going to be the most consequential year of our voting lives. Do you hear me? This is it. This is the time in which the fight has to take place with every person on board, on the field, against those that are trying to take our voting rights away from us. Across all of the state capitals, with the exception of two states, there are election, um, there are election laws and bills that are now underway. The laws of in some places have already been signed. Bills are, are now being talked about and voted upon in which they are trying to suppress the vote, especially of brown people, black and brown people. So here's what I want you to know, that tomorrow, 
is Saturday, and I am going to be jumping on a bus with Black Voters Matter in order to get out the vote and to get people to sign up to help fight all of these suppressive efforts. 60 years ago, this year, is the celebration or the observation of the Freedom Riders. The Freedom Riders started in May of 1961, before many of us were even here, um, who they wanted to go about and to bring attention to the fact that the laws integrating uh, interstate bus travel were not being enforced, that black people were not being allowed onto these buses. And as a result of the Freedom Riders, they also started the Voting Rights Initiative. And so that's what we are continuing now. I'm going to be going out with Black Voters Matter uh, Saturday and jumping on the bus in Jackson, Mississippi, going to Birmingham, Alabama, and a week later, and, and as we travel up the East Coast from the South up to Washington, D.C. We'll so it's going to take you Washington. a week? It's going to take you seven days. Yes. It's, so why don't you just take... Stopping- <laughs> if, if you if you want to take seven days to get from Jackson to D.C., just take American Airlines. That'll be... Doesn't <laughs> have to be... I mean, your bags won't make it, but... Doesn't have to be... clothes matter. You, 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 here's, you talk to... We're going to be stopping along the way at all of these various mm-hmm. points that have played a part in the South and getting the right to vote, of course. And so by the time we get to Washington, D.C. on the following Saturday, a week from tomorrow, we will be there at 3rd and Constitution Avenue. And there will be rallies along the way, but it will all culminate in this rally in Washington, D.C. on Saturday. And it will be to increase the voter awareness and get those people out to talk to their senators and congresspeople about getting a federal law that will cover all of the nonsense that has gone on in the state capitals, as well as to bring attention to the need for D.C. statehood. These are really big initiatives in which black people are being disregarded. They're trying to be canceled and erased. We can't allow this erasure. So we are going out there. Black voters matter. All people who are about the right thing of ending the suppression of voting are about the right thing. And I'm going out with Black Voters Matter. And even though I'm all shot up, I got my shots and everything, I'm still going to be wearing this, too. What what does that say? I'm sorry. It says Black Voters Matter. Oh, I was going to say, it's it's just that I can't read. (laughs) (laughs) It might be a little difficult. (laughs) I guess that's why guys come all the way up to me like that in my face. That's not why. That's not why. That's not why. Stick with that story, Sybil. Stick with that story. That's not why. Um, understand, and, and everybody you talk to, I don't care, you know, if you're talking to the mailman, if you're talking to your bartender, whatever, are you registered to vote? And let's get out there and do something. I'm, I'm, this is my initiative. This is my purpose right now, you guys, is to get people out to vote and to make sure that those who are in charge in the state capitals, especially in the Republican-led states, do not succeed in denying our vote. Thank you, Doug. I love it. Thank I you. love it. Thank you, Sybil. There you go. That's not why they walk up to her. Like that, that is not why they walk up to her. <laughs> I know why they walk up to her. And it ain't that mad. They're like, wait, wait, wait. Is, are you cold? It's not that. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. It's not that. I think Sybil's cold. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, Sybil. Thank you, baby.